everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges on this Friday before one of the biggest fights of 2020. I'm Scott Fontana, and please give me a follow or shoot me a DM on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me on Twitter as well at DanUrbanMMA. You can also find the pod on Twitter at Couchside Judges. Please subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you found us. And... If you're listening to our show, you care about judging, you really ought to know how it's scored, so please look up the criteria at abcboxing.com if you haven't already. All right, Dan, no time to waste. We have got so much to get to today, so go on and remind everyone how we score fights in past judgment, because we've got three past judgments today, all featuring Khabib Nurmagomedov. Yep. CSJ criteria is basically the same as the ABC criteria, which, as we mentioned earlier, is available at abcboxing.com. Like certified judges, we score rounds based on the three Ds, damage, dominance, and duration, but we just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks one of the three Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just one D, but should definitely be given when two Ds are achieved. A 10-7 is available for checking off two Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in a largely uneventful round. All right, Scott, start by setting up Khabib Nurmagomedov versus Raging Al I. Quinta. Yeah, this is our first of three past judgments we've got for you today, and it was the headliner of UFC 223 at Barclays Center in Brooklyn on April 7, 2018. This was the beginning of Khabib's reign as champion, which, of course, he's defending the belt this weekend against Justin Gaethje, uh, and they both just made weight. Uh, I was actually on press row for this fight when he finally got the chance to fight for the belt. Uh, always cool to have that view for big moments like this one. Khabib was originally supposed to fight Tony Ferguson, but he was scratched in on April Fool's Day, just a few days before this fight, after hurting his knee in that freak injury where they say he tripped on cables or wires during a promo for the fight. Something bizarre. Uh, then Max Holloway stepped in. A few days' notice. But he had to be scratched the day of the weigh-in because of the weight cut issues that he was having. So there's a scramble now to find someone who can fight Khabib. And mind you, this doesn't even get into all the stuff with Connor during fight week and Artem Lobov and, and a bus and everything. We'll, we'll leave that whole thing out of it. It's uh, <laughs> always something. Uh, but this one, they finally were able to find Al to step in on late notice. And he took the fight. Meanwhile, Khabib, he's coming into this one, of course... 25 and 0, an unbeaten lightweight monster who he hadn't even had top billing for a fight night under the UFC. It was weird that this was his first headliner, I think. Isn't that strange? It's a bit strange. Yeah, like we've we've seen some weird ones over the years. It also took so. him a real long time to win the belt. It well, I mean, it took him a long he, he had injuries along the way here and there, but I mean, how many how many strange fight night headliners have we had, right? Yeah, I can think of a few. Yeah, we we don't need to get into them now, but obviously he finally got his shot here uh, at the belt. Iaquinta, he came into this one at 13-3-1, won five in a row, was ranked 11th at uh, lightweight for this one in the UFC rankings. Khabib came in at number two. The most recent of Al's wins actually came against Diego Sanchez by first-round knockout just about a year earlier, so he even had a bit of a layoff too. Uh, he actually also, during that run, had a split decision over Jorge Masvidal, who, as we all know, has become quite the star at welterweight. Uh, and, and actually... Al couldn't win the belt because he made 155.2 for his original non-title fight 
against Paul Felder. So when he stepped in, he couldn't win the belt, but he was still challenging Khabib, who could win the belt. Yeah, I didn't. One of those deals. I didn't even realize that when I watched it live. I know. I it's, found it's, it out. It's this a weird one when I watched it. Well, as as we'll get into, it didn't really matter too much. Uh, <laughs> judges for this one were Derek Cleary, Sal D'Amato, and Chris Lee. The referee was Tan Dan Mergliata. Dan, let's get right into it, though. Round one, what was happening? As you mentioned, it did not matter that he missed weight because he was not going to win the belt tonight. Uh, round one, 10-7. Uh, pretty, much, yeah. pretty much a mauling. Uh, I'm with you. I can see an argument for a 10-8 in our criteria uh, because there's some lulls in the round, but... Really, I, you got to go 10-7, I think. No, I think so, too. You know, active with the ground strikes uh, whenever he had Al down. Definitely a good start. Nothing too visibly damaging landed yet. But, he, I mean, he had the takedowns that led to some striking. Al didn't actually land any strikes in this round. So Yeah, that helped this case, too. There was literally no offense from him other than, I guess, the aggression of throwing a few times and missing. Uh and, you know, I, I thought that Khabib, he had some good prolonged offense here and there, and he had some good grappling yep. in there, too. I think this is a pretty obvious 10-7 in our scoring, which would equate to a 10-8 in the ABC scoring. But all three judges, they gave 10-9s. All right. They, yeah, they didn't, I guess, didn't check off all, at least two of the Ds strong enough, I guess. I would, I would love to see what a judge would think of this round now, uh, you know, going back to it. Because I think this was still, we're only about a year and a half or so removed from when judges started really implementing the revised criteria. So maybe the way that they give out 10 eights, even in mid 2018 is different than late 2020. Who yeah. knows? Mike Bell would have gave a 10 eight. Mike Bell would have given a 10 eight. I bet he would have. You're right here, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, again, I, I can almost see how this might be a borderline 10 eight, but like for no one to give it it's a little weird today. Anyway, round two. What's this is a clear 10 eight. This was even more clear than round one. This was just, he just dominated him the entire round with sub attempts, ground and pound, and it was far from a competitive round, like really far. And the strikes he was landing were especially powerful when he had Al's back and he had him kind of flattened out. He, he just destroyed him for this round. Yeah. Total beat. And down. it was actually a round where Al, he landed a few strikes, five if you go by uh, the UFC stats. He landed five strikes here. So through 10 minutes, Al has landed. Five strikes. Starting off rough night for Al. Yeah, I gave this one a 10-7. I thought that in our system, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, 10-7. He's down six points after two and, rounds. Yeah, yeah, 20-14 to 14 on our cards. I mean, that's not quite over in our system because, I mean, you can get 10-7s, you can get 10-8s, but, you know, we probably needed to do something from here on out. Uh, again, all three judges actually went 10-8 here, so they nailed it. This was definitely a 10 You had to go 10 Again, I think, I think yeah. they would recalibrate, though, if they watched the first round again. Yeah, they could. No, today, obviously. They can't revise it on that day. But uh, anyway, everyone has 2017 Khabib right now. So round three, this is the round where Khabib starts to go away from the takedown. Yeah, he wanted to show up for striking, I think, and he really pieced him up with his jab. Al's face is a mess right now. Oh, yeah, total bloody mess from the nose. He's, I mean, he, it's dripping down him. It's getting all over his shoulders and his chest. Yeah, he was jab after jab. He threw in a couple right hands every now and again. This was uh, 10-8 for me. I also had it a 10-8. You know, the funny thing is, the again, if you go by the UFC stats, which no judge has available to them, but looking back, we can kind of tell, Khabib outstruck him 37-7 to in a almost entirely striking from distance round, and yet you've got Joe Rogan sit, standing, or sitting in the booth saying, 
oh, you know, what's Khabib doing? You know, he's, this isn't good. It's he was like, calling him an, he's, an amateur, pretty much. He's crushing him. I mean, it's it's not pretty and it's not advanced, but it was clearly beating someone who people at least regarded as having decent striking. I think the quote was, this is supposed to be the top guy at 155 and he's boxing like uh, his chin's out straight up in the air like uh, an amateur. You want to see him put it all together. I think that was the quote from Joe Rogan. Something something I, along those lines. I don't know that his critiques were necessarily wrong, but I mean, the, the tone to strike after what we saw where, again, we're talking about someone who came into this round in our system up 20 to 14. Yeah, he had this play He's well destroying on him. Al. If he wanted to play around in the striking and to be out striking him five to one, go for it. Who cares? Let the guy get some sparring in if he feels confident enough and it was working. And if he wasn't going to get hurt, why not? Uh, that was that was very weird from Rogan. But neither here nor there. I also had the 10-8. So I've got 30 to 22 <laughs> Khabib in our system. Uh, all three judges, they gave this one a 10-9. Right call. Uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't go 10-8 in this round for them. Uh, so they got 30 to 26 uh, unanimously, right? 30-26 and looks very far out of reach for Mr. Raging Al. Yeah, he's got to do something to change the, the game up here. He's got to land some sort of knockout blow, and it's not going to happen no matter how many F-bombs his corner is dropping for him. <laughs> <laughs> round four, the shout-out Long Island. <laughs> Strong Island. Yeah, round four. Finally, we get a good round for Iaquinta, but just wasn't good enough. Uh, this was actually finally a pretty competitive round. Khabib continued using his jab and uh, just really won, won the striking yeah, edge. And, and in this round, he didn't even attempt to take down. He had actually attempted a takedown, I think probably as just kind of a, hey, don't forget I can do this kind of thing uh, in the third round. And here he just he gave up on that. He's just like, yeah, whatever, I'll just strike. But yes, he definitely was playing a little bit more with fire here. He was getting a little bit closer, but he was still winning. Yeah, he was winning. Al landed a few good punches. Uh, just his best round of the fight just wasn't good enough to win a round. He just wasn't doing anything to kind of dissuade Khabib from saying, oh, I probably shouldn't be sitting here and sparring and practicing my striking. No. What, what was he doing to say to Khabib, you don't want to do this anymore? Yeah, he, Nothing. it didn't seem like he had much on the punches or they weren't hurting Khabib at the very least. Right. So I had, right. So he, I had a, a 10-9 Khabib again in this round. Yeah, and same. That's what you had too. Yeah, yeah. So we both got 40 to 31 Khabib. Um, there's no way Al can win on our cards because there's no way to win all 10 points in a round. He can't, we don't do 10 zero. He, he cannot win 10 points this round. He, can, he, cannot win, he cannot win on points in our scoring system. He couldn't win on anybody's, really. Um, but yeah, so all three, actually, the judges, the real judges, they gave it 10-9 for Khabib, too. Again, the right call. 40 to 35 is across the board. This one needs to be a finish. Foul's going to win. Round five, though, obviously he doesn't get the finish. We're talking about a dominant decision victory. But what did you see? I thought it was a fun round early. Uh, Raging Al fought like he needed a finish until Khabib decided, I had enough of this. I'm going to take you on, the, take you down and just beat you. Yeah, it's like, oh, sparring session's over. This is getting a little too heated. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take it down. Yeah, big damage from the ground and pound. Huge damage. I mean, he ended up actually getting two 10-8s from the judges on this one. Yeah, I went 10-8. Uh, from, from Sal D'Amato and Derek Cleary. Or, okay. excuse me, from Sal D'Amato and Chris Lee. Okay, yeah, I went 10-8. I went 10-8 in our system too, which that's I, I think it's more like a because this is a borderline 10-8 in the ABC system. Mm -hmm. So I you know maybe a 10-8 and a half if you want to call it that. So that's why I went 10-8 in our system, and I, I think that's kind of the middle of the road thing. Yeah, and I, perfectly fair. So 
Yeah, but you know what? You know what? We heard a lot of oh, you know, Khabib's getting tired. He's slowing down. He didn't look tired this round. I'm sorry. Yeah, he. he, I I don't think he. Khabib doesn't tire. He says after almost every fight, I can go another five rounds. I mean, some people say that. I believe it with him. Yeah, he's 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 got cardio for days, and he he doesn't have to do the stupid push-ups at the end to remind you. No, he does not. Mm -hmm. That's that's just for show. But yeah, so giving this a ten eight, I have. 50 to 39, which is definitely our most lopsided score that I can remember us giving out <laughs> yeah, we, in past judgment. Yeah, no one's finished in the 30s in a five-round fight for us. No, this is a first, and I'm sure there are others, but this is definitely the first that we've encountered I, and I mean, put the, forth for you guys. The guy took the fight on, like, two days' notice. He No, he took the fight on, like, like 28 hours' notice. Okay, yeah, so from cutting weight to just jumping into a, a fight with one of the best ever, you know. Sometimes things don't go your way. No offense to Paul Felder, but he's not Khabib. <laughs> and and this was a big step up, too big a step up, even in kind of friendly ground where he had a lot of people coming in from Long Island over to Brooklyn, which Brooklyn technically is on Long Island. It's not in Long Island for all you geography uh, buffs out there. My wife probably doesn't like to hear that because she's from Brooklyn. But as for the actual judges, I, I don't think we gave their final scores. Again, we said that uh, D'Amato and Lee, they both gave 10 eights to Khabib. Derek Cleary only gave 10-9, so his final was 50-44. The other two had 50-43. to Very lopsided scores to get from any judge, and it probably could have been more like 50-42. to Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. If they had done the first round as a 10-8, which, again, I think you go back, that's a 10-8, easy. But he was, yeah, he was just so much better in, in every facet of this fight, Khabib, and just such a lopsided fight. It seems like he kind of like took the uh, little rage out on the whole situation of not having an opponent fight, keep falling through. I don't know. I, I almost see it the ordeal. other way. I think he probably could have, if, if he was that mad and he wanted to make a point like he did against Michael Johnson, then he probably just would have pounded Al in the third round. It would have been over. Cause I think he probably could have finished it. If he, was, maybe, if he carried the momentum in there, you know, maybe he wanted to make him suffer. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think Khabib's sadistic. Oh, I do. <laughs> I definitely think that man can go to some dark places. I, I think, I think he's punitive to people who deserve it. I think he knows that Ally Aquinta didn't deserve his ire. No, but he was the man in front of him that was fighting him, so he may have gotten, gotten it. I don't know. We're neither here nor there. Neither of us is in uh, the champion's head on this one. And again, he emerges from this fight a champion. And now we're going to move on to our second of three past judgments for you. This one, another. Khabib championship fight against the notorious Conor McGregor. Big old Conor McGregor, the fight he's been after forever. Oh, yeah. And Conor, I can't believe Conor actually really wanted this fight. I mean, I know he wanted the belt and he wanted the gold. And I'm sure he made a bunch of money, but like, goodness, what a terror. Well, all these guys uh, totally believe they can win. Of course. I mean, so. he's he's certainly one of the most delusional people that we have in, in MMA that I could think of. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, let's let's set up this fight. Top billing, of course, for UFC 229, October 6, 2018. So just a few months after this Al fight at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, uh, which we know, of course, this fight broke all the pay-per-view records for the sport. Uh, and there was there was that little incident that happened after the fight, too, that everyone remembers. I don't think we need to get into that because that's a whole nother conversation. Well, Connor won that part of the fight. I mean, he wasn't going against Khabib so, in that sense, though. No, but he, he just got he, he just got sucker punched so, by Khabib's corner. So the thing is, Connor went one and one. He lost the one that mattered and won the one that cost him money. I guess. 
neither here nor there. We we could we could probably make a whole nother show about that and all the other BS surrounding that. Uh, but Khabib, obviously, again, he's the champ for this one. Connor wants the gold. He's coming to this after almost two years from the day that he won the lightweight belt from Eddie Alvarez at Madison Square Garden. Uh, this best performance. also was just a little after a little bit more than a year after he had that stupid boxing match against Floyd Mayweather Jr. That wasn't stupid on his part. No, it was brilliant for him because he made a lot of money. But for me, watching at home, and I'm like, and I'm watching with a couple of people who, some of them are like, "Oh wow, this is awesome! I think he he might be beating Floyd here." I'm like, "Oh, Floyd carried him." It. So, Floyd carried him the entire way. He just made it so. a spe- It was it was just the same as when Khabib's standing in there and striking with Al. He's just practicing. Yeah, although he did hit him with that big uppercut, which was like, "Whoa, we haven't seen Floyd get hit that hard in a while." I think, I think that, he allowed it because he knew he wouldn't get floored. That's a dangerous thing. I know. Hey, the man is cocky, if nothing else, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Connor's coming into this one 13 and 1 in MMA, 7 and 1 in the UFC. The the one, of course, being against your boy, Nate Diaz. He is. Uh, he has a win against Connor, and he has a win against Khabib. Uh, greatest fighter uh, that I can that think is, of at the that moment. That is in no way an official win. You're talking about something completely different. Let's let's leave that out. Let's not confuse people here, sir. Oh, it is a win. That's a win. No. Anyway, we, we all know, of course, he was the former featherweight champ too, but he hadn't defended the belt. Something Khabib is doing in this fight, defending a belt. If you sense a little bit of anti-Connor bias for me, I don't know. That's up to you. <laughs> Judges for this one, Derek Cleary, Sal D'Amato, and Junichiro Kamija with the referee, Herb Dean. And this one doesn't go the distance. So we're only going to talk about the completed rounds, really. So round one, take it away, Dan. What's happening? I thought this was a really close round. Yes, uh, absolutely uh, was. Until maybe the final minute. Uh, then, you know, it kind of swayed in Khabib's favor. So I went 10-9 Khabib. I would argue not the final minute, but like the final punch. Perhaps. Perhaps. I couldn't really tell how point. hard, though. Because for a while, Khabib didn't want to strike. He just wanted to hang on to him. He, he was truly just trying to get the takedown and, and kind of get to a position he likes, but he and, was just doing that the whole round. He was eating hard elbows. Some wow, decent really. elbows, some some kind of pitter-patter, you know, palm strikes and stuff like that, too, that Connor's throwing in there. He was active with these things, but those are, I mean, for someone like Khabib, they're more like annoyances. Right, but at the, at that point, that was the only thing offensive that really happened. Of course, so. absolutely. That's effective offense compared to what Khabib was doing. And then Khabib finally opened up, started landing some strikes, and he did. He did. The be- again, the best one I think was the one that came like right before the horn, and I think that's the one that changed my mind because okay, even at that point, just the few strikes that were landed from Khabib, I didn't think were enough. But that that last one was definitely the best punch of the round, and when you compare it to the little pitter patter stuff that Connor was doing, I think it did end up ultimately mm-hmm. outweighing it. Yeah. So how did the judges have it? Uh, this one was 10-9 Khabib. Everybody went the same way here. No controversy. We're all in agreement here. Uh, they must have felt the same way that a lot of stuff that Connor was doing most of the round was, was just kind of pitter-patter. And then either they allowed for the positional control, which I, I don't think they would. I think the, you know these three judges in particular know better than that. So I, I would have to think it was the same as you and I where we got swayed in like kind of that final minute. Yeah, I'd agree. Round two, different story. Yes, a completely different story. Uh, Khabib absolutely destroyed Connor in this round, and Herb Dean was even getting close. Like, well, is this? Uh, do I got to jump in here yet, or what? And uh, I ended up going ten seven. He was just bombing on him from the top, uh, ground and pound. Well, hey, you just skimmed over like the biggest part of this round, the one that everyone plays in the clips. Where yeah, 
Khabib drops him with a right hand. Yeah, he, he stumbled him a bit. I guess uh, it drops him is probably strong. It's kind of sold as drops, but like when you see him, yes, he stumbles. He he does go down, and boxing this would be a knockdown because his hand goes down yeah. and all that. So, uh, and it was from a punch. But he Connor, to his credit, comes right back and does land a good knee while they're still in the stand up. But then, very quickly, he gets this. Uh, Khabib gets this high amplitude takedown, yeah, and slam, that's good where the slam. ground pound comes in. Good slam, and then he just pummeled him. Yeah, and, I mean, he's going for Kimuras. He had mounts, uh, raining down blows. Dominic Cruz's analysis was fascinating. He's saying, "What was he saying? Remind me." Uh, that Connor is trying to gas Khabib out, and he's just kind of chilling. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, that's what it was. <laughs> this was this was straight out of the Muhammad Ali playbook. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Just eat. <laughs> punches to the face not to stop like, yeah because yeah, because so. connor is the one who's obviously he's the one known for the gas tank so he wants yeah, to take this into the deeper yeah. rounds when khabib <laughs> who we just talked about is having cardio for days he's gonna be tired from yep. doing the thing he normally does for sure and then i don't Good. know if I, I don't know if i said it but i went 10 7 khabib uh i also went 10 7 i don't think we did get to our scores yet so yeah both of us gave 10 7 here all three judges gave a 10 8 so no mystery why we would go to a 10 7 that's how our system works typically I've got 20 to 16 now, Khabib. You do too? Yeah. And all three judges, they're at 20 to 17. Because again, that would be the score that you'd give. Mm-hmm. Round three. Now, this is a different kind of round because this one, actually, all three judges gave to Connor. What uh, about you? I disagree with them. I go 10-9 Khabib. I thought it was a very close round. And I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised you go to Connor because you definitely could. It was that close on the feet. It seemed like Khabib kind of got into a little Al situation here in this third round where he was content to just strike with Connor. Yeah, I wonder if he kind of fell in love with his hands after he, you know, he decked him. Yeah, that's always round. possible too. That's... Or maybe he just decided he wanted to take a little bit of a break or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe he just thought he'd be able to humble him with his striking. And and uh, that's not really what played out in this round. You're, you're saying, obviously, that Khabib did enough to take the round anyway. I thought he landed I'm a little dis- better. I'm going to disagree with you, though. Okay. He did land some of the hardest strikes and possibly the hardest ones of the round. Um, but I don't think he landed enough of them is the problem. Mm-hmm. I think Connor di- still was landing in volume. And he was, you know, they were effective strikes. Especially what, early. Broken Connor too. Especially yes, early. Yes, absolutely. I think probably you saw more momentum coming from Khabib as the round kind of progressed. Yeah. But you can't discount the early no. work. And not not saying you are, but I I did favor that pretty strongly. I thought that the volume was there. I thought the effectiveness was there. And I think if Khabib had just landed a little bit more often, it would have been much easier for me to go that way, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, I actually so. gave this one to Connor, just like all three judges. Okay, so we finally disagree on one. We do, we do. Um, and this is the first, uh, and uh, it's it, really the first round that Khabib has lost in a while. Yeah, Khabib's, dude's a monster. Yeah, obviously this is exactly where Connor wants him right now, right? This is exactly where he wants him. Yep. They were even saying Khabib was looking a bit tired in this round. They don't know what Khabib looks like tired, evidently. I don't think they have a clue because... I think again, Joe as, Rogan as does. As we talked about earlier, there's a melee after this one. He's got a lot of energy after he finishes oh, the yeah. fight in the fourth round. <laughs> yeah. He literally wasn't done fighting after he finished the fight. Right, yeah. Joe Rogan seemed to be the only one that was like, I don't think he's tired. <laughs> yeah, opposite of what was going yeah. on last time. Yeah, I guess he finally got a read on it. Anyway, uh, yeah, so for this round, I have 29... 26 cumulatively for Khabib and you've got it what 30 to 25 is that right 
Yep, 30-25. Right on. So, yeah, obviously, all again, like I said, all three judges gave this one to Connor 10-9, just as I did. But they do still have Khabib up 29-27, going into, again, the fourth round where he gets the finish. Now, the finish, though, it came after Connor had a little bit of early success. But once Khabib gets it down right, it's it's game over. Choked him. Choked him. Well, he choked him, but they're saying it went down as a neck crank because uh, it was really more over the chin. It's hard to tell if it it's, was on the carotid or not. I don't think it was. It's a mandible choke. You still go to sleep. Yeah, well, sure. That's true. That is true. Um, <laughs> to me, it's still just so lame that he gets in these positions. And it's like, come on, find a way out, man. <laughs> it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done. But like Connor, man, I, it's obvious that this is where he needs to improve. And and I don't know. He just he's not where the where he needs to be to be able to do well against. Khabib and obviously this is a fight he just keeps clamoring for he just wants the rematch like it's like it's something he deserves and deserve it he lost his fight well we'll see in the rematch with Poirier if they fight at 155 <laughs> I don't know we'll see we'll see what Khabib wants to, if Khabib doesn't want to take the fight he'll just walk away like if, well, he, he, wins, says, if well, he wins this fight that we're going to talk about um, over the weekend he's got one fight probably left before he like he's talking about anyway walking away at 30 and 0 and I don't think he's going to say yeah give me Connor again well, he said he, he he's in the conversation as long as his fight with Poirier is at 155. Yeah, I don't know. I'll believe him when I see it, though. I just I don't think the guy wants anything to do with him. I think he's done with it. He could be. But yeah, so we do have, speaking of Poirier, one final pass judgment for you. And this was the fight that came right after the Connor fight, just about a year later after Khabib served his suspension for that melee that we've alluded to. Uh, and this was the headliner of UFC 242 on September 7th, 2019. This was at Yaz Island. Don't call it Fight Island because that's not what it was yet uh, in Abu Dhabi. Khabib's 27-0 now. Finally silenced all the Connor casuals after the last fights. Now he can take on a contender that he actually respects as a person. Uh, and Poye, coming into this fight, he is the interim champ. He won the interim belt by beating Max Holloway earlier in the year. Uh, this belt essentially served as a designated number one contender's bout. He didn't really need this belt because, I mean, he wasn't even on the shelf a full year. They fell in love with interim belts for quite a while there. Yeah, I hate them. They're, they're garbage. Um, and, and thank goodness that Gaethje realizes it's garbage, too. He wants nothing to do with his interim belt. Every time they make him hold it, he's like, I just want to get rid of it. <laughs> it's like being at a party you, have, you didn't want to go to. You're like just looking at your clock the whole time. Like, can I go? That's about every party I've ever been to. <laughs> Have you ever been to one of my parties? I don't know. I don't think I had like house parties and stuff with you, but no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we ever really did house parties, but anyway, Poye coming into this one, 25 and five, nine and one actually with a no contest since he started uh, his UFC lightweight run. So he really found his footing at lightweight here uh, in this again, mature stage of his career judges for this one. We actually had the European circuit here with Ben Cartledge, Mark Collette and David Leatherby and the referee Mark Goddard. So round one, take it away, Dan. What's what's happening here? I thought this was a clear as day 10-8 in our system okay. for Khabib. Uh, he had dominant grappling for a decent amount of duration, and he did a, some good damage. I didn't think he went enough to give me a 10-7, but yeah, I think 10-8 is the right, right call here. I think you're right. I think this was kind of, a, again, that middle round we're talking about, kind of that 10-8.5 in the normal system. Uh, so works out perfect for a 10-8 in our system you know good damage by khabib like you said uh and actually i thought the best of it came right at the end of the round right in front of ben cartledge so he had a good view of it oh yeah what happened 
Oh, it was just kind of when he was pouring on uh, the oh, strikes at the okay, end of the round. Yeah. yeah, in the later stage of the round. But it was that's it was right where Cartledge was. So one of the judges had a very good view of it. And he's actually the one who gave a 10-8 on that night because the judges were split on this round. Uh, Colette and Leatherby, they only went 10-9. So, you know, you have to think that his view being cage side influenced his ability to be able to take that call and, you know, go all the way to the 10-8 as opposed to Colette and Leatherby. So that's the thing where you can really start to see where judges being in different seats can help influence them to be able to give a different score. And that can explain variances that we have, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. He probably heard the, the punches landing. They they want to use all their senses when they're sitting in, at cage side. That's why we don't put them in a separate room. Yeah, that's dumb. If you think that's a good idea, just just drop it, please. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, like I said, Colette and Leatherby, they only went 10-9. Cartilage went 10-8. Uh, again, borderline choice, and I think that was fair. Round two, nothing borderline here. No, this this was a solid 10-8 again. Uh, Poirier so. did have some in success our early, though. What's that? Poirier had a little bit of success early. He did, yeah. When, when he was standing, you he kind of you could tell that it was a very much an emphasis to you know you try to start working your striking, and it was working a little bit until he got taken down, and then it was just kind of yeah all over there with Poirier. You know, you got a there was a big cut opened up yeah, he was, from one of those big ham fists coming his way at the cage. Yeah, solid damage. It he was spewing spewing a lot of blood. Khabib's just smashing smash. Yep, just keep keep smashing him, Khabib. Smash. We enjoy it. This is not your John Fitch uh, ground and pound. No, no, it's not. There's there's no lay. There's nothing laying or praying when it comes to Khabib. No, it's all about, you know, handling his business, getting in there, smashing. Carnage. I think carnage is a really good way to describe <laughs> If Khabib didn't already have a nickname, it should be carnage. Well, he's the eagle. I know. That's what I'm saying. He has a nickname. But if he didn't, he should be carnage. I wonder why he's the eagle. I don't know. Probably because he soars above the rest of the competition. Oh, that's a good call. Well, it's true. He is pure. He is peerless. Does the eagle wear a wig? The eagle does not wear a wig. He wears, oh goodness, a, a papaha. Okay, so that's I believe that's what the 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 hat, so to speak, that he wears is called. It's a it's a cultural thing. It's not a blonde afro. It's not a blonde afro. I oh, I'm all right. Well, I never knew that until right now. No, no, it's not. Oh, we I thought we talked about this back when we were talking about his uh, T-Bow fight. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I, but I, I definitely had the thought when I was watching it. All right. I stand corrected. I, I remember watching that, and, and, and I think it was Rogan was talking about why he's got this, like, crazy hat. No, it's a hat. And we only found out later that it's cultural, yes. Okay. So don't make fun of it. Don't be culturally insensitive, you all jerk. Right, all right. All right. Anyway, back to the fight here. I gave this a 10-8. As did I. Yeah, so I got 20 to 16 Khabib. Me too. The judges all gave this one a 10-9. I think that's probably the right call. I, I don't know that I would have gone all the way to 10-8 uh, in the ABC system. I don't think so either. So even though this fight actually is you know, pretty lopsided on the whole, Colette and Leatherby, they've got it at 20 to 18. But actually, I think the way this fight's developing, it kind of is a good example of why we need our system to be able to show what is happening in the fight a little better. It's It's a better display of how lopsided this fight really is. Absolutely. Not only that, it's not not only aesthetic. I mean, it, it also says Poirier's got a lot of stuff he's going to have to do over these next three rounds. Yeah, uh, like get a finish. Probably. <laughs> Cartilage, meanwhile, he's got the 2017 here because he did give the 10-8 in the first round, which, you know, at least that score seems to match the overall action, you know, that we saw. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Round three, though, as we know, this is the round where Khabib got the finish, but it wasn't until Poirier sold out for a guillotine. He jumped for a guillotine. Very strong attempt. It was, it was. Khabib had to, I mean, Khabib defended it 
perfectly. He was, but... he was. I mean, well, he he defended it well, but for a while, I was like, he's kind of going to the wrong side. But then he's dropping to the hip to release the pressure. So that's true. He, did... he was not. It was not perfect. I shouldn't say that. So I mean, anyway, he got out. Mm-hmm. So and then that was over. Yeah, and from there, Khabib just ended up in the most dominant position he could. He kind of had the back. He was able to get in the rear naked choke, and from there, it was academic. I mean, there was nothing Poye could do. Yeah, game over. Credit to Poye, though, for being opportunistic in a fight that he was definitely losing and kind of selling out for this choke attempt, which ultimately ended up being his final stand. I I know it ended up leading to his defeat, but I think it was probably still the wisest thing to do because, you know, who knows how much more energy he was going to have left for a maneuver like that. You he, know? he likes the guillotine. He tried it against mm-hmm. uh, Dan Hooker, and he's got some Darce wins. And... I, I like guillotines also. That was That was my go-to, I think, when we were grappling. Yeah, nice. I can't do triangles. My legs are too short. Well, you can get them. I know. I'm just. I, I always struggle with them. That's why. That's why they're like right up there with omoplatas. <laughs> you do love your omoplatas. But yeah. So overall, we've talked about ten rounds here. We gave ten round scores. What was your cumulative score for these ten fights? One hundred to eighty. And I had ninety-nine to eighty-one. We just disagreed on that one Connor round. That's right. Ninety-nine to eighty-one in three title fights. Does this sound like someone who is in the same league as other fighters? Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, in at lightweight, anyway. We are blessed to get to watch this dominant a champion right now. Purely from an athletic standpoint, it's incredible to watch him. I've I've been amazed by him for years. I used to call him the uncrowned champ, going all the way back to when RDA became the champion, Rafael dos Anjos, because not long before that. Khabib had beat him pretty convincingly, pretty easily, and he still hadn't lost. So I'd always looked at it and say, "Well, you know what? He should be the champion." In a way, yeah. But we did, um, we did think he lost to uh, Glyson Tebow. It's true, we did. I would love to see what actual judges would go back and do that fight for. We should, we should challenge a, a couple of judges to to give us some scores on that one. Maybe, maybe we can uh-huh. reveal that at some point. Maybe, maybe we'll have them do it next week. We'll see. Yeah, why not? Yeah. But anyway, let's talk about. This big fight coming up this weekend, obviously. It's UFC 254. The main event is Khabib against Justin Gaethje, you know, for the undisputed. They're going to unify the regular title and the interim title here, which Gaethje wants no part of. He wants the real title. Who do you like here? I am slightly leaning to Gaethje. Really? For the fact that he is a pretty good wrestler. But he we, is. We've, he we've, can wrestle. Yeah, we've seen but He Khabib... hasn't been forced to use it much. We've seen Khabib make good wrestlers look silly yes. before, so that kind of worries me. But I, I always, I always fall back on Michael Johnson actually did rock Khabib, and I gotta everyone, imagine everyone points back to that. Justin Gaethje is a much better striker than Michael Johnson, with a know. lot more the, power. The thing with Michael Johnson is Michael Johnson has really great hands, but they, these are he's not really punches. known for the kicking or the diverse attack that Gaethje does bring. I mean, but we also never see. Yeah, we also never seen. Khabib eat light kicks, especially from a guy like Justin Gaethje. See, that's the thing that actually I have in my notes too, as, as something that I think could be a problem for Khabib, because if Gaethje's able to land a couple really hard leg kicks before Khabib's able to, you know, work the wrestling well, who knows how how much that can kind of slow him down in the takedown attempts. But if Khabib is able to get through that, if he's able to get through. I don't even know if it's going to be the storm because I, I don't think Gaethje's going to just fight crazy. He stopped doing that. I don't think that. Khabib's going to allow that. Yeah. It also, you need a willing dance partner for that. I don't know that that's what Khabib is going to allow to happen. You know, if he's striking, it's still not going to be, I don't think, 
an insane striking, you know, where they're just throwing fists back and forth. I think Khabib probably does know better than that. Watch me be proved wrong, but uh, I'd have to think that Khabib's going to be able to get this down eventually, like he always does. And as much as Gaethje is, you know, he's got a wrestling pedigree. He knows how to wrestle. He hasn't been forced to use it that much, and he hasn't gone against someone the level of Khabib before. I think even a round or two of, of you know, much of that, I think that's going to sap him, Gaethje. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he's got Trevor Whitman. He's got Trevor Whitman in his corner. He's got the, probably the best coach in MMA. I think he'll have him prepared. No, it's, it's not a preparation thing as far as, you know, coachability and stuff. I think it's just your body. And, you know, Gaethje, I don't think, you know, he, he had good cardio going against um, Tony Ferguson, but that was all a striking affair. You know, that's it's different cardio. This man, this man's been in wars, though. Sure, but he's no stranger to taking damage. What was what was your cumulative score for Khabib against these other guys? One hundred to eighty. One hundred eighty. That's right. Because he's a dominant force. He is a dominant force, but I don't know. There's something about Gaethje that that appeals to me in this fight. Okay, I I respect that. I really do. I'm not saying you're crazy, but I I just I can't pick against Khabib here. I I do think I think he's gonna be able to do everything that he always does. I think he'll be able to fight through it. I think he's gonna drain Gaethje down if he doesn't finish him early enough I'd I'm gonna say round three submission just like we had uh with Poirier that's my pick okay so you're gonna go Khabib by sub in the third round just like you did to Poirier right uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go early I'm gonna go early KO early TKO KO for Justin Gaethje I think if he does win I think it has to be early well like round two one or two one or two all right all right all right we'll see I'm I'm listen this is easily the most anticipated fight of the year for me. I mean, it would have been Khabib against Tony Ferguson if we got that, but then, you I mean, know, a worldwide pandemic started and, you know, a lot of things have kind of stunk since then. I really kind of wish they stopped booking Tony versus Khabib because I kind of hold them responsible for the pandemic. <laughs> See, I look at it the other way. I think it's it's more like uh, maybe if they stop booking it, it'll just happen. Like they'll just find their way into fighting. Yeah, it's kind of lost its luster <laughs> for me still. I, I, no, not for me. I want to see it. I, yeah. I know he lost to, to Gaethje, but if he gets through Gaethje, that's still a fight I want to see. More than anything else. Probably even more than against GSP. Okay. Uh, who should we expect uh, judging this, this fight? So I don't know which one, which judges are going to be assigned specifically to the main event, but my understanding is Ben Cartledge is still there from last week. He's probably still going to be on these fights as well. Uh, we've got my understanding is too is that Sal D'Amato and Derek Cleary, two of our most experienced judges, are coming out for this weekend. So they will be there. So if I was to bet, and man, I would have to be a desperate gambler to bet on which judges are going to be assigned to the main event at UFC 254. My bet would be Sal D'Amato, Derek Cleary, and Ben Cartledge are going to be assigned to this fight, yeah, which would be a great trio for a huge fight like this. I trust them almost completely. Yeah, three of the best. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can't really you can't really ask for much better than that. Any other fights you're looking forward to? Yeah, I want to see the the co-main event here. You know, Robert Whitaker, former middleweight champ, going against Jared Cannonier. I think it's a great matchup. Cannonier, he just hits so hard, and Whitaker, he acquitted himself well against you know that tricky striking uh, arsenal that Darren Till brings to the table earlier this summer. So I think I think he's going to be able to avoid Cannonier's big bombs, and he'll take a decision, Whitaker. I'm going with Cannoneer knockout. Okay. All right, right on. Former heavyweight. That's pretty much the other way I see it going. So. I mean, he's, he's on a tear at middleweight since he got there. He is. He is. Although his win over uh, Anderson Silva was kind of a little different. Oh, that like, was more of a like Silva it. kind of got hurt. 
I still like kick TKO. I, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying Over it's kind of different than that big bomb we're talking about. We've learned that Anderson Silva has weak legs. Chris Weidman proved it. Cannonier what are you trying to say? Are you it. saying that when someone's leg fractures on a checked leg kick that maybe they don't recover entirely? I'm saying Is that what you're saying? I'm, I think I'm saying that, yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting <laughs> theory. <laughs> what about you? What, there must be another fight you want to see. I would like to see Jan Kutelaba versus Magomed Ankalaev finally happen. The rematch after the first kind of um, debacle of a fight. Then it got canceled again, and I think it got canceled the second time after that. So I would hope it did. Just... It's been canceled a few times, and, and we we keep on not getting the resolution that we kind of are seeking as fans here. Uh, but I mean, we I'm... may not get it yet because as of recording, which is dur- during the weigh-in process, uh, Kutelaba has still not weighed in, and one of his cornermen tested positive for COVID nineteen. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. So when this fight doesn't happen again uh, on Saturday, we should probably stop booking it. No one cares anymore. I certainly don't. I just want this fight to happen so we can stop putting it on fight cards. Yeah, I, I think if if it doesn't happen on Saturday this week, it's just not meant to be. These two need to move on. Yeah, this just, is... it, we just need to accept that Iwan Kutalaba should not have pretended that he was rocked and yeah. he messed himself up and he's going to have to live with that. Yeah, this isn't Khabib and Tony. We don't need to keep rebooking it. Oh, God, no. This isn't even close. <laughs> it's not even a poor man's uh, Khabib Tony here. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm sure by the time we're listening to this, we'll have more clarity in the morning. But uh, as of right now, yeah, we're still waiting to find out if we get that fight. Hopefully. That means we're running out of time. The show's about to end. I'd like to thank you all for listening again, and we hope to see you on Monday after we see this great fight that we've all been waiting for. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much. And uh, again, be sure to follow us and, and uh, you know subscribe to the show. Mm-hmm.